Hello, and welcome to the Coastal Church Audio Podcast. In this weekly podcast, you'll be inspired and equipped through the power of God's Word to live an overcoming life. Today we hear more voices than ever, and they are all competing for us to listen to them. It's not just what we listen to, but how we listen and process what we've heard that determines our success in life. In this week's message, Pastor Dave Koop shares how we can effectively prepare our mind to hear God's Word. And now for this week's message. Wouldn't you agree? Now we have more things to listen to than ever before. We have, uh, you know, we have this to listen to, and uh, more and more, this is becoming the world that we communicate through. Uh, Samsung came out with a new phone, the Galaxy S4. And we got the, we got the BlackBerry 10. Apparently, the new Samsung, you can video with the front and back camera at the same time. How cool! Isn't that worth an upgrade right there? And uh, the new iPhone, new, new BlackBerry has got story. It'll pull your story and put it all together in a. Just instantly, and so all these new gadgets are out there, and you can upload that onto YouTube right away. And do you know that there are just I, I don't know I want to have a stat somewhere how many billions of viewers on YouTube alone, and that's all about personal stories. One billion views a day on YouTube. Where were we before YouTube? It was a different world. Now everybody's telling their story, and uh, they. According to YouTube stats, there's 72 hours of video uploaded to YouTube every minute, 72 hours. That's a lot of voices that are talking out there and saying, listen to me, listen to me. We have a world that says, I want you to hear my voice. I want you to listen to me. We live in a digital culture, and uh, we are. one stat is that there's over 5,000 media messages a day coming at us. Wow. And... Uh, in this world that we live in, oh, we really have to be aware of it. We have TV channels. Average cable channel has 160 channels. 2011, there were 300,000 books published traditionally. Another 3 million with non-traditional ways. They say the average household watches five hours of TV. Now we just don't have TV. Now we have Netflix. If you're between the ages of 18 and 34, there's about a 30% chance that you watch an hour of Netflix a day plus everything else. And so we're living in a world that's just saturated with all kinds of voices that are coming at us. And uh, whether it be TV, mobile devices, apps, texting, social media, more and more slicing into those digital compartments, and everybody's saying, listen to me. And out of all that, God's saying, I've got something to say. So today's message is about listening. And uh, just again, want to say, church, you did an amazing job listening. We heard great reports coming back. We had Pastor Carl Gustav Severin, what a great job he did speaking. If you missed that, find the podcast, go to the podcast, get that message Great message for our church. And then last week we had Pastor Leon Fontaine. He hit a home run, I heard. And uh, so you can get online, get the messages. Uh, Just the way it lined up, these are both very busy speakers. Both happen to have an opening in their schedules to be here at that time to come speak. Uh, That just might have been God. I don't know. But I just think God might have lined up two world-class speakers for us while we were gone. And I think what... God's doing through them is giving a message to the church, to us, so we can continue to grow. Amen? So, uh, if you didn't get those, I encourage you to go back and to get them. Listen, really important part to growing, and uh, we're going to be in Mark chapter 4 tonight. So, if you have your Bibles, you go to Mark chapter 4. 
Or, of course, you can, uh, some of the verses are in your handout. You can grab the handout, and you can work with the handout as well. That will help you. It's not just what we listen to. Of course, it's how we listen. That's really important. Mark chapter 4 is the classic parable where Jesus talks about the sower sowing the seed. And the seed represents what? Does somebody know? The seed represents God's word. Now, there's never a problem with the seed, correct? It's not the seed. The seed works. And really, if you study seeds, it's quite miraculous. The way you take a seed, you put it in the ground, and all of a sudden some goes down and some goes up. The roots go down and the shoot comes up. God is an amazing designer. Now, the Bible says his word is the incorruptible seed. So the seed or the word, it always works. It's the reception, the application of the seed that's key. So he's telling this parable. And he starts off when he tells the parable really with one word sentence, which is simply listen. So much of where you are today, right now in your life. Now, this might hurt a little bit, but where you are today, right now in your life, is directly related to the way you listen. More specifically, the way you listen to God's word. This is not my idea. This was Jesus' idea. Where we are today, really related to the way we listen. Mark chapter 4, 23, it's in your notes there. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. Now, he says that in the New Testament and in Revelation. Jesus says that 15 times. So anytime Jesus is saying something 15 times, chances are it's important, right? So he's saying this. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. Now, we all have ears. As a matter of fact, we have two ears and one mouth, and there's a reason for that because we should do more listening than talking. And, uh, but he says, if you have ears, now obviously we all have ears, but is, are you applying your listening skills? He says, and then he says, take heed what you hear. Wow, that is more applicable today in 2013 probably than ever in history because even like that little video clip we saw, there are a lot of voices coming at you. And I think Jesus would say tonight, take heed what you hear, Coastal Church. Take heed what you hear. Just because it's out there, just because everybody else is listening to it, doesn't mean it's good for you to listen to. Matter of fact, some of you should turn off some of the crap you are listening to and listen to God's word. Thank you for those amens. <laughs> yeah. I sometimes wonder, and maybe you wonder why, people will come to a church, and they'll sit in the same pew. They'll sit in the same section. One will grow in God, and the other one doesn't grow in God. Husband and wife come. The husband grows, but the wife doesn't grow, or vice versa. The wife grows, the husband doesn't grow. Kids come. Brothers and sisters, one grows in God, the other one doesn't grow in God. You go, why is that? They heard the same things, they sat in the same pew, they went to the same church. Why is that? Might just be the way we listen. How do we listen? Could it be the way we listen? So, he tells them this parable, and there's four ways that we can listen to God's word. If you're filling in the blanks, number one, we want to listen with or we don't want to listen to this one. This is <laughs> the way not to do it. Number one, we can listen with a closed mind. You can listen that way. And this is a parable of the sower explained. He said, the seed that fell on the hard path, again, the seed is the word of God, represents those who hear the message, but then Satan comes at once and takes it away from them. So it's not that they didn't hear it. So they, they heard it, but right away Satan comes and takes away the word. Make no mistake. The enemy, Satan, 
One of the first things he wants to do is take away the word because the word is alive, the word is living, and the word's powerful. And if he can get that taken away right away, that's what he's after. Could he be doing that tonight? Yes. He could try to right away say, take the word away. And so a lot of it, that word taking root in our life is directly related to the way we listen to it. There's a story told of Franklin Roosevelt, and he had to endure long lineups at the White House. And he would greet these long lineups of dignitaries as people came in. And he complained that when he talked to them, when he greeted them, nobody would listen to him. So he decided to do an experiment. As the people were coming through the lineup, he said to them as they went through, I murdered my grandmother this morning. Now, you guys are listening, but apparently the lineup wasn't listening. And they were going through, and some said... uh, Some of the responses were, marvelous, keep up the good work. We're proud of you. God bless you, sir. They weren't listening because they were so enthralled to being the White House or whatever. And finally, the ambassador from Bolivia, when he heard the words, he leaned over and he whispered to Franklin Roosevelt, I'm sure she had it coming. (laughs) But he was the only one that was really listening. The others had their minds somewhere else. So it's possible tonight to be listening, but you could have your mind somewhere else. You could, even when you do your devotions in the morning, you could have your mind somewhere else. Our theme this year is devoted. And part of being devoted is to do devotions. And if you haven't already got a daily devotion, I encourage you to stop by the bookstore. We've got different apps. I like the Alpha app myself for devotions. And uh, even when you do your personal devotions, your mind could be closed. You could be somewhere else. And so, so important that we don't listen to God's word with a closed mind. These are those who listen with selective hearing. Selective hearing. I like this part of the Bible, but I don't like this part. You know, you don't, you don't get to pick and choose. If you, you really have to accept all of God's word. Some of it we don't understand, but that will come. But be careful we don't listen with selective hearing. Or sometimes with a closed mind, we listen, we prejudge the messenger or the message. Well, I don't know if I want to listen to that person. After all, why would I want to listen to a woman preach? I think I need to be a man preach. We've heard that before. And so you close your mind because a woman is speaking. Or I don't know about that nationality. If they were British, I would listen. But since they're something else, I won't. Or we prejudge somebody based on nationality or age. (laughs) They're too young. I mean, I'm actually 20 years older than them, and they're trying to teach me. I'm turning this off. Or they're too old. They're too young. They're They're dressed funny. They got an earring in their ear. We could turn off for all kinds of reasons. We just tune out because we have prejudged the messenger. And uh, in doing so, we haven't heard what God wanted to say to us. God uses some amazing people to communicate. Don't forget John the Baptist was a little bit unusual. And he, he was sent to preach. God's used some very unusual preachers during the day. One of my favorite preachers today, I read his book on the cruise, is a story, Nick, I can't pronounce his last name, but he was born with no arms and no legs. And he is an amazing communicator of the gospel. 
And I love listening to him, love reading his book. And, you know, you could say, well, I don't know if I want to listen to What could that guy teach me? No arms, no legs. Well, that guy can teach you a lot how to go through life when you feel like you haven't been dealt a, a fair deal. And so, uh, but we can close our mind based on a lot of things. And, and we all do that in one way or another. And we, we miss the truth if we do that. Sometimes we close our mind because we jump to conclusions. Or we listen to somebody, we try to change the subject to something that relates to our own experiences. Or we think about our response instead of thinking about what they're saying. We're so busy thinking about how we're going to respond, we don't hear what they're saying. So that's listening with a closed mind. We need to have a spiritual appetite. The person with a closed mind has a very limited spiritual appetite. When you, have a, when you have a limited spiritual appetite, everything has to be just right for you. The pew can't be too hard. The music can't be too loud. And, uh, you know, you have to have everything just right, and then, then you, you're a very picky eater. And, uh, you know, on a cruise ship, you eat a lot. Uh, we, you have a lot of opportunity to eat anyhow. And, uh, and uh, you... you you could, there's so many opportunities to eat. You could, you could become a picky eater because there's so many different varieties. And uh, we were on this cruise boat, and, of course, you can, have, you can have burgers and fries all day long and pizza and ice cream, and then there's a buffet, and then there's this meal and that meal, and you could, you could become a very picky eater. Some Christians become very picky eaters. It has to be just right. But you know, when you're spiritually hungry... You know, when we visited some of our brothers and sisters in China, and they would have one couple pages of the Bible that they passed around, and they would meet in a cave, and they didn't have air conditioning, and they didn't have heat on, and they were just so hungry for the Word of God. They didn't have to be stroked, and they didn't have, they're just hungry for God's Word. There has to be a desire for God's Word. One of the reasons we have this theme devoted this year is we want to be a church that's more devoted than ever to God's Word. And we'll get to the reason why in a bit, the results from that. You can write this verse down on the side, 1 Peter 2, 2, where Peter said, As newborn babes, desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Folks, when you desire God's word, when you hear it and you embrace it, it is impossible for you not to grow. You put a seed into soil that's good, it is impossible not for that seed to grow. And when you brace God's word like you're doing tonight, folks, you're doing it. You're, you're not number one. This, you're not listening to the closed mind. When you do what you're doing tonight, it's impossible not to grow in God. Try to encourage somebody tonight. You're growing in God just by taking God's word, embracing it. When the farmer plants the seed in the ground, he doesn't know how it all happens, but up comes the wheat, up comes the corn. When you embrace God's word, it becomes part of your life. Now, secondly, you can listen with a passive mind. Passive means to accept without an active response. Passive, to accept something, but there's no corresponding response to it. James says to, we need to be not just hearers of the word, but to be doers of the word. That that is the opposite of being passive. But here, the Lord compares the sower sowing the word to somebody who has a passive mind, the way that they respond. Look at Mark 4, 16, 17. It's there in your notes. The rocky soil represents who hear the message and receive it with joy. Wow, this sounds really good. But like young plants and such soil, their roots don't go very deep. At first, they get along fine, but they wilt soon as they have problems or are persecuted because they believe the word. So... 
that gets a great start, just backtracking to that first one, the closed mind, you know this is really common for the more mature Christians, why they close their mind? Because they go, oh, I've heard Mark 4 before. I've studied this. I know all there is to know about Mark 4. I, I think even if we had a child from Sunday school get up and teach Mark 4, the Holy Spirit could till, still teach you something if you were open to the Holy Spirit teaching you on any passage. You could have heard it a zillion times, but God will still speak to you. So just because you've heard Mark 4 before, heard some other message before, uh, and, and you may have written a thesis on it, you may have done your doctorate on it, but the Holy Spirit will still be able to teach you if you come with a listening ear. He who has an ear to hear, let him hear. Yeah, Jesus had a problem with religious people who couldn't hear because they knew too much. All right, now we're back to number two. Got that little point out of the way. A passive mind. Uh, this is those who received it. Often it's an emotional response. They came to the Lord and they received it. They received the truth. And it's like, oh, yes, this is great. But we don't base our Christianity just on emotions, nor do we just base it on intellect. You can have just an intellectual assent to God or an emotional experience. But our faith, our roots have to go deeper than that. Because Mark, Jesus' word, that we will be challenged for what we believe in. And you share with your friends, your relatives, your co-workers, I'm going to church. Oh, you are? Okay, well, then why does God allow suffering? Oh, I'm not so sure about that. So you believe that Noah was, or that Jonah was swallowed by a whale. They'll come up with something like that, and they'll challenge you on the word. Oh, you really believe that Jesus died and rose again from the dead. You really believe that Jesus is coming back, and you'll get challenged on the word. But if you have no root, if you haven't meditated and applied that word, when persecution comes, Jesus said, they, they stop believing. They, they slip away. And we have those who have come to faith at Coastal, and we're praying that they get established, that they, some of them have had persecution. We don't have persecution in our country like you would in some other countries, but there is persecution in downtown Vancouver. We've had friends here that have come to faith in Christ. They lost their job because they didn't want to do a new age course that was compulsory by their company, and they lost their jobs for it. We have other people who have been sworn at and spit at and so forth when they stood up and said they're a Christian. And so we do, it's mild, but there is some persecution and I don't think it will be less going forward. Pastor Tim Keller from New York, when we went to Movement Day there, and he has a vibrant church in the heart of the city there, similar to we do here, much larger. But he said, we will need to take a lesson from the Asian church, the Chinese church, in the years to come on how to deal with persecution. And so I don't think we'll have less of it going forward. We may have more of it. But if we don't have rooted our faith, our, we'll find that, like the Lord says here, uh, then they, they slip away. These individuals are not sure why they believe what they believe. Why do you believe in the resurrection? Why do you believe that Jesus is coming back? This is one of the reasons we offer other courses. This is why we offer 
uh, Hope University, where you can take and study these things deeper. That's why we have Abundant Life courses, so you can study them deeper. Alpha is a great first step as a believer to go deeper in those things. That's why some people will take Alpha two or three times. What we found is new believers who take the Alpha course are much more likely to get rooted and grounded and have 30, 40, 60, 100-fold in their life. And so that's why around the world, whether it be in any denomination, more and more are seeing them take the Alpha course because they get that initial rooted, and we want to be in the last category. So that's the second one. You can listen with a passive mind. And then thirdly, you can listen with a cluttered mind. If you're filling in the blanks, the word is cluttered. Here, Mark 4, 18 and 19, the Lord says, The thorny ground represents those who hear and accept the good news, but all too quickly, now they've heard and they've accepted, so they're not passive about it. It's starting to grow. It came out of the ground, and, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the cares of this life, the lure of wealth, the desire for nice things, so no crop is produced. That's a tragedy. This describes a lot of what happens in our North American culture because we have these things that come in and crowd it. We have a great start, and you know what happens is you follow God's principles, you start doing His Word, you will be blessed. You start living with character, start living with integrity, start being generous with your life. These are principles. They're laws. The sun will rise tomorrow. There's a law of gravity. I saw it at work this afternoon. It was the first time that I've said to the groom, you may get your bride, that he jumped off the stage down here and got his bride. <laughs> Jeff was excited. That he, I said, you may receive your bride. He jumped right off the stage. Yeah, and he got his bride. And the uh, law of gravity was working for him. Law of gravity, it'll work. The law of sowing and reaping, it'll work. And when you understand these laws and you apply them to your life, you'll begin to discover success. Now, the test comes is, will that success that you're discovering, choke out your love for God's Word. This is what he says here, those who live with a, we called it a cluttered mind. In order to hear God's Word, we have to get ready for it. And as you're doing your devotions and studying, even sitting at a service, sometimes you have to close the other files. Um, I'm guilty of doing this, but when I open up my computer, I like to run like five different applications at the same time. And, uh, I, I, you know, I'll ask the IT guys, why do I have that spinning wheel? And they say, Dave, it's because you've got 10 applications open. Your, it's, your desktop is so cluttered. You clean it up, and your computer would work better. And the same thing with receiving God's Word. We have to close some other files. When you come into church, when you sit down to your devotions, you go to a life group, it takes mental effort. But you say, I'm going to click on that file, close it. Click on that file, close it. Close the other files. Have you ever tried to listen to two radio stations at the same time? What do you get? Just fuzzy, scratchy. You don't really hear anything good. To hear God, you've got to tune in to one station. It doesn't matter how advanced we get with all our technology and all our gizmos. If you want to hear God, you've got to dial into one station and listen. Turn everything else off. Listen. It doesn't have to be for... You know, the gal in the little uh, clip we ran, she never took time during her day just to dial into God, turn off everything else. It doesn't have to be three hours. Just take 15, 20 minutes a day. Take some time in the afternoon. And sometimes on your coffee break, just take, dial into God. Put the phone away. 
uh, unless you're reading the Bible app. Or, but just dial in to God and unclutter it. Uh, Jesus has really three hindrances here, worry, wealth, and wants. And those things will come in and it'll, be, it'll clutter, it'll choke it. That's a sad thing. Cheryl and I were talking about this yesterday. We were at the mayor or the, the prayer breakfast. There's a prayer luncheon. So many of our church people involved in helping and met different people that we'd seen come to faith, and now they're succeeding and growing. And I think if there's a desire for us as pastors to see people grow and develop, be successful and prosper, that, that's just great to see people growing in God. It's so exciting. And to see the fruit come 30, 60, and 100-fold like the Bible says. The sad thing is when people will have heard and applied it, and they're just starting to see some of the, some of the fruits of it, and then they get swallowed up with these three things Wealth, worry, and wants. And you just think, oh, man, if you would just be careful here, there's so much on the horizon for you. Just watch out for that. Don't let this stuff swallow up and choke out the real life. The real life. Yeah. The last one is, and we, of course, the theme is devoted this year, so you can probably guess what the blank is. We want to listen with a what? Devoted mind. There you go. Now, we put up new banners, this while I was gone, I'm not sure when they went up, but we have new banners. And they're all words that are similar or would mean devoted. So devoted means to focus. Devoted is genuine. Devoted is passion. Devoted is dedication. Devoted is love. De- devoted is loyalty. There's a scripture for each one of them. Devo- devoted is commitment. And devoted is persistence. And yes, I know it's spelled wrong. I'd say, uh, Somebody has pointed that out. And so now you know you don't have to fill out the card. So <laughs> I'll save you a step. But uh, so we want to have a devoted mind. And that would be focused, genuine, dedicated. It would all fit in there. A devoted mind. Mark chapter 4.20. But the good soil represents those. That represents us. Amen? All right. I'm believing that's for all of us. But the good soil represents those who hear and accept God's message and produce, I like this, a huge harvest. Does God want you to have a huge harvest? I guess so. A huge harvest, 30, 60, or even 100 times as much as has been planted. When we planted our wheat fields on the prairies, barley fields, oats, and so forth, we, the first question that we'd ask when the combines went out there is, how many bushels to the acre are we getting? And if you had, you know, 50 bushels to the acre, or 60 bushels to the acre, or whatever, you were excited because you were getting a multiplication off the seed. Now, Jesus intentionally takes a natural principle that has a spiritual parallel It is impossible not to take God's word, hide it in your heart, act upon it, that it doesn't produce much more life in your life. The life it produces is far beyond the life you could ever do on your own. You want to have an amazing life? Take God's word, embrace it. All stems back to listening because you have to listen to it, embrace it, and, uh, and adapt your life to his word. This type of listening is attentive, embracing, committed. It's teachable. That's a big word. If you have an unteachable spirit, it's very, that makes you very hard soil. Closed mind, unteachable. 
Brother Littlefield, who trained us, he says, I've never yet somebody, never yet met somebody who I couldn't learn something from. And I've never yet met anybody who couldn't learn something from me. He had a very teachable spirit. And, you know, if you have a teachable spirit, and if you have a listening ear like this, Jesus gives us an amazing promise in this, in this parable. He said, if you're like that, your understanding and your knowledge will increase huge. Now, isn't that we? How many times you just said, I don't understand this. I don't know what to do. It's related back to listening. He said, if you listen well, hear well, your, multi, your understanding and your knowledge will be multiplied. He didn't say, and in between there, you need four doctorate degrees. No, he just, just apply this. Wow. I love the way he preaches to everybody. This applies to somebody who, who couldn't afford an education. This will work for you. It applies to somebody who has a multitude of degrees. It'll work for you. This is a huge life principle that he gives us. Matter of fact, he said, if you don't get this parable, you won't understand all the rest. This is a key, a master key parable. Buildings have master keys or a master swipe. One swipe that opens every door. This is the master parable, if you like. It opens all the others. So this is a key one to get. Uh, One of the things that is key to having a devoted mind is to ask questions. The disciples, afterwards, he told the parable, they went and said, they asked him, we don't really understand this. Can you explain it to us? That's a sign of a devoted mind. You say, you ask questions. This is why in our life groups, we break this down. This is why Pastor James will come up with, take these notes and Sometimes we work together, we have questions, and we go through it, and we chew on it. We meditate on it. We ask questions. And some of the groups say, I don't understand this, or I learn from you. And we learn from each other in that life group. By doing life group notes that are tied into the message on the weekend, that seed germinates in our hearts. And it helps us not just to listen to it on the weekend and then kind of forget about it. It helps us to get it in our hearts. Another key reason to be tied in to a life group. Yeah. I want to, uh, there's an interesting, uh, I don't know much about the Chinese language. I know very little about it. But I do know that their characters and the way they uh, describe a, a word can be very rich. So I'm going to put up a picture of the Chinese character for listening. And again, I'm not an expert on the Chinese language. I don't know the Chinese language, but this came up in my studies, and I checked with some of the others here if it was, uh, if it was accurate, and uh, some of you could probably expound on this more. But this is a Chinese uh, word for listening, and they have a number of different characters in there. But on the left, that first character up and down there is the word ear, and then over to your right on top is you. And, you know, to listen, you really have to put yourself into the conversation, don't you? If you're somewhere else, you're not listening. And have, you know, has, has somebody ever said, you're not listening to me, your date, your spouse, your children, you're not. You, you have to be involved to listen. You don't just listen with your ears, you listen with your eyes. Somebody said, if you really don't want to understand a woman and listen to her, watch your eyes. Matter of fact, ladies don't like it if you don't look at them when you talk to them. Actually, everybody doesn't like it, you know, so you listen with your eyes. The eyes will tell you a lot. And then that line underneath the eyes part is undivided attention. I understand it can mean covering or some other things, but undivided attention. And the bottom part is heart. 
What a great description of listening in that character there. So we listen with our ears, but it's more than just hearing. I think this is what Jesus was saying. You have to be fully involved because listening and heart are connected. And uh, that's the way we should be listening. Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. Uh, I'll give you actually Proverbs 4 as well. Proverbs 4, 20, 23. So much could be said on this topic. Pay attention, my child, to what I say. Listen carefully. Don't lose sight of my words. Let them penetrate deep within your heart, for they bring life and radiant health to anyone who discovers their meaning. Wow. Above all, guard your heart, for it affects everything you do. Listening and heart are connected. Isn't that a rich verse? Don't lose sight of my words. Let them penetrate deep within your heart. Your heart's the soil for the seed. The rocky soil, it doesn't get into the heart. But this gets it into the heart, for they bring what? Life and radiant health to who? Anyone. Anyone. Nobody's excluded. Man, I'm just going to preach myself happy tonight. Excuse me. But anyone can have life and health. And it all comes back to listening. Listening, receiving it, holding it, meditating on it. Above all, guard your heart for it affects everything you do. Joshua 1.8. This book of law shall not depart from your mouth. You shall meditate on it day and night that you may observe to do all to do according to all that's written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Folks, the success you're believing for in life, whether it be marriage, whether it be your finances, whether it be your health, whatever it is, comes back to the way you listen. Closed mind, passive mind, cluttered mind, or do you have a devoted mind? How devoted is your mind to God's Word? Only you can answer that. But I promise you, the degree that you devote yourself to listen, to hear, and to do God's word is equal to the degree of success you'll have in your life. That's what he's saying. And uh, we, we want to be there. The last uh, verse there really is uh, Mark 4.24. We mentioned this. He said to them, be careful what you're hearing. That would be the word for coastal church. Be careful what you're hearing. A lot of voices out there, more than ever. Everybody's competing. They want you to listen. So be careful. The measure of thought and study you give to the truth you hear, the measure of thought and study you give to the truth you hear. So going to life group would extend the measure, correct? Going back and listening to the podcast of the message would extend your measure. Looking up the verses in your own Bible would extend your measure. Taking notes in the service would extend your measure. I'm a big note taker. I'm a big underliner. Because it helps me to remember. So the measure, and again, this is up to you. No, God doesn't force you. Jesus doesn't force you. It's up to you how much you want to do. The measure that you think about it, the measure you study it, the measure you give to the truth you hear, the truth you hear, hang on, will be the measure of virtue and knowledge that comes back to you. You put a seed in the ground, a wheat seed, and wheat comes back to you, but a lot more wheat. This is not a one-to-one exchange. Are we getting this? This isn't, I, I put one piece in, I get one piece back. No, if you put in one measure of listening, one measure of applying yourself, you could have 30 or 100-fold more come back to you. 
I'm trying to get across that God is really, 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 really generous. And if you apply just a bit, so much more comes back. That's why there is an enemy who is on a full court press to divert you every day. And why he would not want you planted in church, planted in a life group, planted doing daily devotions because he fears how successful and powerful you can be in life and change the world around you. And Jesus made it very clear here that it comes back to you. And more besides will given to you who what? Given to those who hear. Hearing is really important. Romans ten seventeen. by the way, this is your memory verse for the week. We have a memory verse every week. Of course, that's the platinum level. The gold level is the one verse a month, which is in your bulletin. But this is a memory verse for the week. It's a short one. Some of you probably already know it. So then faith comes by hearing or listening and hearing by the Word of God. Thanks so much for listening to the Coastal Church Audio Podcast. We hope that today's message has inspired you to live a life fully devoted to following Christ. Be sure to check out our website for other ways to watch, listen, or share this message. For more information, go to coastalchurch.org.